Welcome to Men Alive, where we examine biblical principles related to becoming conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education and director of Go Teach Global. Dr. Jim. Thanks, Paul. I know that you love telling stories and that you learned that skill over many years of radio broadcasting in the Philippines. Yes, you're right, Jim. One listener, after hearing me teach a class, said, Paul is such a great storyteller. He has such a deep, authoritative radio voice, and he also has a radio face. That is funny, Pablo. But telling a story is one of the primary ways Jesus communicated with people. You and I have discovered when we teach in other cultures that some learners may not be able to read or write well, but that does not mean they rank one point lower in intelligence. Oral preference learners often possess an amazing capacity to listen carefully and learn from what they hear. We've met adult educators and oral learners who are master storytellers. Let me introduce our listeners to one we both know, Schwart Boysen. Schwart is a retired South African educator. He was attending the same conference I was speaking at in New Delhi. You have to love Schwart. His smile generates a heat wave of acceptance. He graciously listened to my presentation designed to help Christians respond to persecution. Then Schwart followed on the speaker's list. So I had a chance to sit at the back and listen to his lesson on interactive storytelling. His story was powerful. It refocused my approach to adult education. We were in a nondescript Indian classroom. Who knows what colors the walls were? Who remembers what the temperature was? I do recall it was cool inside, and some folks had scarves wrapped around their necks to keep away the dampness. But none of these externals appeared to matter. Schwartz's voice reverberated off the furthest wall like a massive deep canyon. And for the next 30 minutes, we were hooked by this charming African storyteller. I'm going to fly with the eagles, Schwartz began. First, I'm going to tell you my summary sentence. Then when I finish my lesson, this is what I want you to remember. Are you ready? Okay. I'm going to fly with the eagles. Say it with me. We all said the phrase, I'm going to fly with the eagles. We repeated the phrase a little louder with more passion. I'm going to fly with the eagles. Then Schwartz drew two concentric circles on the chalkboard while telling us that if he was outside the building, he would have drawn the circles on the ground or in the sand or wherever he was telling the story. To make his point, he quickly drew a smaller circle inside a larger circle on the floor. Then he began a series of three short stories to illustrate his two circles. Story 1. The Chicken and the Eagle Schwartz told us about chickens, all the while walking around in the inner circle pretending he was a chicken. Chickens never look up. Plock, pluck, 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 pluck. Chickens always look down. Plock, pluck, pluck, pluck. Pecking grain and small stones from the ground. Plock, pluck, pluck, pluck. Then Schwartz stepped into a larger outer circle, announcing this is where eagles live. Eagles fly around above the chickens. They see farther and wider than the chickens, and they see over the horizon. Eagles have vision. Story number two. 
He told the Old Testament account of Elisha and his servant in 2 Kings 6.17. It says, And Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes so he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Schwartz continued, That servant was like a chicken. He was trapped in that inner circle. He could only see the physical reality. The enemy surrounded him. Elisha was like an eagle. Elisha saw through the eye of faith. He had spiritual insight. He saw the angels camped around the hillside waiting to deliver the Israelites from their enemies. So Elisha asked the Lord to lift up the young man's eyes and let him see the angels. Elisha had perspective. Elisha had faith. Elisha could see like an eagle. Third story, taken from the New Testament account of the disciples in a boat on the Sea of Galilee in a storm, Matthew 14. Schwart began by saying, the disciples were like chickens. They saw the storm. They saw the waves. They saw the danger. They were afraid. However, Peter was like an eagle. He saw the Lord walking on the water. He knew the Lord had power to deliver. When Jesus said, come, Peter obeyed, stepped out of the boat and walked on the water, looking towards Jesus. Peter was soaring like an eagle until he stopped looking at our Lord and began looking at the waves and splash. He was back in the boat with the chickens. Schwartz's summary was, are you a chicken or an eagle? He then applied the lesson. We can view persecution and difficulties like the chicken or an eagle. The chicken sees what people are doing, the problem, the pain, the loss, the imprisonment, even the death or whatever it is. The eagle sees what God is doing, the blessing, the victory, the rejoicing, the sovereignty, even the benefits of whatever is happening. Schwartz then asked the class, which one are you going to be like when difficulties come, the chicken or an eagle? He cupped his ear, leaned forward to the class, and waited for a response. We, and I include myself in this we, we immediately responded with his summary statement taught to us at the beginning. I am going to fly with the eagles. Repeat it, he said, and we did. Then he ended by quoting Isaiah 40, verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. At tea time, Schwartz said to me, You must come to Africa, and we will teach you about interactive learning. We will teach you how to tell stories. You are listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham from Go Teach Global. For a printed copy of this program's teaching, contact Dr. Jim. His email is menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. A few months later, I was sovereignly placed in East Africa. I was invited by an agency to train trainers to teach the new SSTS Standing Strong Through the Storm course that you and I co-edited, Paul. Schwartz had been invited to be the speaker at a graduation service in Gambella down in the humid lowlands by the Ethiopian-Sudanese border. At the last moment, he was unable to come, so he recommended that I take his place. That was a high, high honor. 
Our graduation ceremony was in an open area outdoors with a bit of a platform for the graduates to sit. I told the graduates and their families the story of the Apostle Peter at the Last Supper the disciples had with our Lord. And how did I do it? I took a stick, I stepped off the platform, and I outlined a U-shaped table on the ground in front of the podium to show the graduates a picture of what the table may have looked like in Jesus' day. The table was shaped like a U. It was about 30 centimeters high. They used to lie on mats along on the floor. They didn't have chairs like we have today. One end of the U was called the head, and the other end was called the foot, and the servants would come into the middle to serve the food. The foot was the section of the table nearest to the door into the room. And at the door, there was a basin and a towel for the servants to wash the disciples' feet. Jesus was the host of the meal. So the host would sit at the head of the table. Beside Jesus, at the highest seat in the U-shaped table, would be the guest of honor. In this case, it appears the guest of honor was Judas. How can we say that? Well, Scripture says during the meal, Jesus said quietly to him, what you do, do quickly. And Judas got up and left the room. So we also know from Scripture that John was on the other side of Jesus, for it says he was leaning or reclining on Jesus' shoulder. In a previous teaching of Jesus, he had said to his disciples, when you go to a banquet, sit at the lowest seat and wait to be invited up to a higher seat. Peter appears to have deliberately sat at the lowest seat of the table, waiting to be invited to a higher seat. But Peter forgot something. When there were no servants at a meal, whoever was seated at the lowest seat, the foot of the table, was responsible to wash the feet of the guests. Peter forgot to be humble. So Jesus got up, walked over to the doorway, picked up the basin of water and a towel, and he began washing the disciples' feet. He walked back to the head and first washed the guest of honor's feet, Judas. Then he did John and worked around the back of the table to the lowest guest seated at the foot of the table, Peter. Like Schwartz, I demonstrated what Jesus did. I walked around the imaginary table from the head to the foot, pretending to be washing feet until I got to Peter. Jim, you're talking about Peter being at the foot of the table. What biblical evidence is there for that? We have to admit there is no verse or proof text that Peter was sitting at that lower seat. But in John 13, 24, Peter gestured to John to ask Jesus who was going to betray him. He was obviously not close enough to ask or even whisper to John. And when Jesus got up, took the towel in the basin, began washing the feet of the disciples, the last disciple he approached appears to be Peter. What a powerful lesson Peter learned about being a servant leader. When he had finished washing their feet, Jesus put on his cloak and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. 
The words of our Lord indicate that he was teaching his disciples about humility. How? First by showing them, then by telling them what he had done. I learned a valuable lesson in storytelling from our brother Schwartz, but I also learned a value lesson in servant leadership humility from our Lord Jesus Christ. He is our model. One of the character qualities of Jesus recorded in scripture is that he was humble, Matthew 11:29. Our goal is to be conformed to his image. Thanks, Jim. There you have it for today, men. We become alive when we submit to Jesus' example of humility and servant leadership. For a printed copy of this program's teaching with the Last Supper table layout, or if you have any questions, contact Dr. Jim. His email address is menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. For more information, go to our website at www.goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to be men alive, conformed to the image of Jesus Christ.